0: Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week Nine Pregame Show: Which area and city football teams can grab the momentum heading into district play? Plus, can the NBC have a three-way tie for the conference championship? And KQ2's Chris Rash returns to join us on this week's episode of the Cliff Notes Podcast Week Nine Pregame Show. Welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Cliff DeGroobbs. This is our segment one of our week nine pregame show where we preview the City and the Midland Empire Conference. Let's not waste any more time. We have a lot to cover, so let's go run down some scores from week eight of the regular season. In, in the City, Staley was able to defeat Central. 48 to nothing was the final there. Lafayette kept it pretty close with St. Pius, but they fall. 16-14 to 14 was the final there. Cameron over Benton 42 to nothing. St. Mary's Academy out of Kansas, they won 66 to 14 over St. Joe Christian. Maryville was able to win their 10th straight game and the Highway 71 showdown 39 to 17 over Savannah. Chillicothe picks up their first win of the regular season against KC East. 33 to 14 was the final there. Now let's go ahead let's run down some standings in the Midland Empire Conference. Now, here's the scenario for the MEC. St. Pius could clinch the conference outright with a win. That's all they need to do is just win. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby, win. A win could clinch Pius the conference, but Maryville and Savannah, they could both clinch a share of the Midland Empire Conference with wins and a St. Pius loss. Now, St. Pius does play Savannah on Friday night, so a Savannah win could get them A share of the conference title. And Maryville would also have to beat Lafayette in order to get a share of the title there. So, let's run down the standings in the MEC. St. Pius is 5-0. Maryville is 4-1. Savannah is 3-1. They're both one-loss teams in the conference, So Maryville does have one more conference game than Savannah, but that doesn't matter, though. So, Savannah... Maryville, you know, they, one of them can, if they can win and they get, say, Pius a loss, there'll be a three way tie in the MEC there. Now, the rest of the conference. Cameron is three and three. Lafayette is two and three. Benton is 0 oh and four. And then Chillicothe is 0 oh and five in the league. Let's run down the schedule in the Midland Empire Conference. So, the big game that we have on the schedule this week in the MEC is Maryville at Lafayette. It seems like almost every single year, there's always some kind of scenario there, either both teams can clinch a conference title or one of the other can clinch its conference title. There's always something there in that ballgame. So I think it's going to be a real competitive game. Lafayette has played all their opponents really, really close every single time this year. So it's going to be really interesting there. So we had an opportunity to speak with both coaches about this game. We're going to start off with Maryville head coach Matt Webb and his interview coming up here shortly. And we're here on the Clifton's podcast weeknight pregame show. We got variable head coach Matt Webb back with us. How you doing, Coach?
1: Fantastic, Clifton. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm um, coach. Tenth straight win in the highway 71 showdown over Savannah on Friday night, 39 to 17. Um, coach, just go through the game for us.
1: <clears throat> well, I was very proud of the kids. I thought we uh, you know, we really anytime you play a rivalry game like that, it's always important to uh you know, have a really good week of preparation and realize, you know, what's important. There's always a lot of buildup to it and um, excitement and those sort of things when you play uh, rivalry games and you play for a, a traveling trophy and that sort of thing. So um, I thought we had a really good week of practice and um, the way we came out was was uh, evident of that. I thought the kids were, not only was our energy high and our, and our enthusiasm, our excitement, um, but we executed really well. You know, we had a couple of uh, really, uh, just, just really executed um, some of our base plays uh, early, you know, on the second play of the game, Connor Weiss took one 50-something yards, um, and that was set up by really good, you know, kickoff return. We we had some good special teams, and um, you know, and then the you know the defense had you know some three and outs early. Uh, really felt like we took them out, you know, did a good job of kind of taking them out of their their, their base offensive stuff um, by by just again playing really good sound defense, um, and then uh, our offense was able to um score again you know and, and we really got up to a 19 nothing lead and um you know it's one of those things where you know we felt like we were kind of in control of the game most of the game and and um just uh uh really uh really excited about that we're playing right now towards the end of the regular season
0: oh absolutely that's when you want to play your best football uh, coach uh this is the last week of the regular season here against lafayette you guys have lafayette on the schedule An opportunity to close out really really strong um what have you seen on film as far as the irish in 2020 and um what can we expect from this football game on Friday?
1: You know, well, I, I think, you know, you can kind of, uh, I don't want to say to say um, same old Lafayette, but um, what makes them so challenging is, is their athleticism. You know, they, they got some guys in the backfield and their quarterback and skill positions that that can really go. And, and they do a good job of some some past concepts and, and, you know, in their run game and they get you in, in space and, you um, you know, it's difficult to defend when you get them in the open, open grass and open area. Um, They're really talented. And, 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 like I said, every year, it seems like they just got some really good skill positions. I think on defense, you know, they, they do a good job of, of really, you know, playing very inspired football. You know, they, they've had a couple of close losses here the last couple of weeks and um, to Cameron and to St. Pius and um, coach McDowell still has them playing very hard. And, and that's a, uh, that's a credit to them and, and their staff and, and doing a good job
0: here. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be a great football game on Friday night. I want to thank you um, so much again for coming on every single week and taking a few minutes out of your time and just talking with me every single week about Found um, football. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Thank
1: you. Always looking forward to kind of closing out the regular season here and the fall colors. And uh, it gets to be district time here shortly, and, and that's a fun time of the year. So what you're doing with these – podcast i think is great i'm always happy to help out and um, anything i can do let me know
0: thank you so much to head coach matt webb again for coming on the show every single week now we also did have an opportunity to speak with lafayette fighting irish head coach eric mcdowell about this matchup against barryville in the game against st Pius last week so let's go to that interview with eric mcdowell right now and we're here on the clifffields podcast week nine pregame show we got lafayette fighting irish head coach eric mcdowell with us again how you doing coach
2: Doing well, Cliff. Thanks for having us on again.
0: Always, always a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, the, last week, you know, it was a it was a close ball game in Kansas City. Unfortunately, um, you guys were on the wrong end of the scoreboard, sixty to fourteen, in a really really close ball game. Second straight week in a row, it was a really really close ball game. Just walk us through that game.
2: Well, you know, we we ended up losing two weeks ago on some special teams issues that we had to fix and it's unfortunate but it is good to know what we had to do and uh, this week we played a undefeated St. Pius team and um, you know really to be honest with you no excuses we played well and um, we just didn't get it done but I'll be honest uh, I'm very proud of the boys and um, you know I'm very proud of the attitude they've had like I was telling you earlier four losses by seven total points uh our season could be much different and i expect it to be getting a lot better as we hit hit districts and hopefully we peak and uh just uh, very very proud of the boys that we have and the coaches we have
0: absolutely definitely uh, definitely a lot of good things up to hang your head on there um coach um this is a tough one on the schedule another tough one it seems like the NBC is a bit is a tough conference every single year you guys have maryville on the schedule this week here um Talk about what you've seen from the spoof hounds as far as on film and the scouting report. And um, what can we expect on Friday?
2: Well, as always, you know, the record doesn't indicate it, but they are a Maryville football team <laughs> and they play hard. They're very gritty, uh, very well coached, coach Webb, and uh, knows what he's doing. And so um, everyone knows that. So um, we know we have our, our work cut out for us and, um, you know, there's a lot of parody, more parody in the MEC than some years, of course, but, uh, we know that, uh, Maryville is, is always St. Pius is great and they're undefeated. And so the MEC might go through them this year, but we always know Maryville's the, been the measuring stick for, you know, a decade now. And so, um, if we could pull off a win against them Friday night, it would really, really, uh, mean a lot to the boys and the coaches.
0: And absolutely, definitely, you guys want to peek. Um, definitely, you guys want to peek. Definitely before district time we got um, district play coming up in in, a, in another week. So, that's, this should be a very very fun time, Coach um, Coach McDowell. I want to thank you so much again for coming on every single week, taking time out of your schedule to come join the podcast every single week. And um, I want to wish you and your boys good luck on Friday against Maryville.
2: Thanks for having us, Clifton. Appreciate all the coverage you give the boys.
0: Hi. Thank you so much to Coach Eric McDowell and Coach Webb once again for coming on the show. Definitely big matchup, La- Maryville and Lafayette. That game will be on the St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing page on Facebook. And if you want to hear it on the radio, it will be on 97.1, the Ville. Now, the other big matchup of the MEC, we talked about the conference scenarios earlier, is St. Pius visiting Savannah. So, Pius is undefeated in the conference. A win by the Warriors would clinch them an outright title. But Savannah, a win over St. Pius, can clinch them a share of the title. Now, we had an opportunity to talk about that in last week's game against Maryville with head coach Kevin Kopecky of the Savannah Savages. We'll go ahead and we'll go to that interview right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. I cannot believe it's Week 9 already. It's the last week of the regular season. We have Savannah head coach, Kevin Pecky back with us. How you doing coach? Doing good. Clifton. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. We're getting ready to head into districts, my friend. So, um, coach, uh, last, last Friday night, we had the, um, highway 71 showdown. Um, unfortunately for your guys, squad, you guys came out of the short end of the stick there. 39 to 17 was the final there. Just, um, Walk us through the ballgame, coach.
3: Well, we got off to a very poor start. And uh, Maryville, you got to give them credit. They came out of the shoot just really ready to go. They jumped to a 19 nothing lead on us, and we kind of were playing catch up the rest of the night. But uh, they're a very good football team. Field against them as a coach, and our, most of our kids know what Maryville's all about. You know, Savannah and Maryville rivalry goes back a long time. Like we talked a little bit last week, and um, they're as advertised. You know, they block and tackle very well. They run their offense very well. Their defense is stout. They're just a very well-coached football team and kind of a well-oiled machine. They do a really good job up there.
0: Absolutely, definitely, they do. Um, Coach, um, you get an opportunity definitely to um, rebound off that loss from last week. Um, you guys are back at home this week against St. Pius, another tough team on your guys' conference schedule. Um. Talk about uh, what you've seen on film and the scouting as far as the um, Warriors are concerned. And um, what can we expect from this game on Friday?
3: Yeah, you know, they're a very good football team. They're undefeated right now. And they've beaten those teams like Maryville, you know, who we had trouble with. And we don't go around comparing scores. But, you know, they have a good football team to win that game and some other games on their schedule as well. Um what I see on film is just a very well-coached team. They're very disciplined in all phases of the game, on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, they really just uh, kind of play within themselves and do a really good job with what they do. And, uh, you know, there's a big reason that they're undefeated, and they're going to want to finish this regular season with the perfect record. So we're going to have our hands full. It's going to be a good one.
0: Absolutely. should be fun. Definitely, it's been a fun year in the MEC. So, you know, every, game, every game's fun there, Coach. Yeah, um, it is. So... I, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on. Like I said, you know, every single week you take time, you know, to come on the show every single week. It's definitely very much appreciated. And um, good luck to uh, you and your boys on Friday.
3: That sounds great. And I appreciate what you do for high school football. Anytime we can talk with you, Clifton, it's a pleasure. And uh, like I said, like you said too, you know, the MEC is a great conference. So we might be able to. Mess that up a little bit with a win and get in a three-way tie or something like that. That's our goal. Uh, but again, like I said, uh, we have all the respect in the world for Pius, and it's going to be a heck of a game for us.
0: A huge thank you to Head Coach Kevin Kopecky for joining the show every single week. Other matchup of the NBC includes Chillicothe at Bitten. Now, these two don't have the greatest win totals in the world, but this is a huge matchup when you're talking about Class 3, District 8. Bitten with a win over Chillicothe could bump them up from the 6 seed to the 4 seed because they would have a head-to-head victory over Chillicothe right now who would who holds the 4 seed at the moment and Kansas City Central who holds the 5 seed at the moment so head-to-head wins over both of them would bump them to the 4 seed so and that Chillicothe win would be big for them as they would be at the 4 seed there 4 or 5 more than likely at the end of the season for Chillicothe if they were to win this game we had an opportunity to talk with Benton coach Kevin Keaton. We talked about last week's game against Cameron, and we talked about this huge matchup against Chillicothe on their schedule. Here's Kevin Keaton and I right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast, week nine pregame show. We got Benton Cardinal head coach Kevin Keaton with us. How are you doing, coach?
4: Doing good, Cliff.
0: Uh, coach, I got to uh, attend your ball game on Friday night. Um it's a tough 42 to nothing loss to Cameron. Um just um walk us through the ballgame.
4: Well, if you want me to get your money back, I can uh, I'll put in a purchase order and get you try to get you paid back for your five bucks on that deal.
5: Uh
0: coach, don't don't worry about that, <laughs> no, Don't worry about that at oh, all. <laughs> man. I, and,
4: and here, here's the truth. We're young. Um we looked it and we got we got, we played worse as the game went on. Um, we decided to stop tackling. We decided to, to stop blocking. We decided to stop lining up correctly. And, uh, you know, our hats off to Cameron. Uh, Coach Wallace is doing a good job there. They're kind of where we want to be. They're, they're, they're a, a roster that played a lot of kids young. Several years ago, they were kind of at the bottom and um, we're playing a lot of young kids right now and taking our lumps. So um, I don't know if they're a blueprint for us, but certainly there's some similarities in the last couple of years to where everybody's positioned right now.
0: Well, you know what, Coach? Despite what happened on Friday night, you guys have an opportunity really to Put your guys, put yourselves in good position as far as district play. You guys have Chillicothe on the schedule this week, another team in your guys's district. Um, talk about what you've seen on film from Chillicothe, and um, what can we expect from them in this in this football game on Friday? Sure.
4: Uh, so let's talk about district standings. Right now, we are sixth. Chile is fourth. Um, if the season were to end tonight, we would be fifth based off of head-to-head play. Um, with, with that being said, uh, if we, one of our goals every year is to host week 10, we will need to beat Chillicothe to, to do that. To beat Chillicothe, we're going to have to tackle the fullback. Uh, it's, a, it's a triple option it's a flexbone veer offense. Coach Rullo has done a nice job with it, but it's it's centered around the fullback. They've got two superb offensive linemen. They've got several good I like how they get off the ball on their offensive line. Uh, we're gonna have to match their physicality and try to exceed it for four quarters because they they are a team that they're going to put you to sleep with, with inside veer and with midline and with, with mid-triple and, and a lot of different things. Um, so two things have to happen for us defensively. We've got, we've got to hang with them up front, and then we've got to have a better edge to the defense. Our perimeter defense last Friday, and, and I think since coming back from COVID, our perimeter defense has not been solid. So two things have to happen on that end of the ball, and we have not scored a, an offensive touchdown since we came back from COVID, um, and we've had a few opportunities, and I think the people we've played have had something to do with that. Uh, but we're we're in the ball game midway through the second quarter with a good Cameron team, and then the wheels fall off, and then the, obviously the second half we just we we did not look like a good football team. So everybody's got a piece of blame in that. I, I need to take the pieces I got to take. Uh, we've talked about this, that kind of theme this week, you know, own it, don't dwell on it, get better from it. Um, we got an opportunity to do that this Friday night.
0: Absolutely definitely with a victory against Chillicothe you guys very well could be on your way to attaining one of your goals and that's hosting week 10 so that's definitely something very very good to play for and that's continue to uh, get your kids pumped up for that to be ready to play for that on Friday night. Well um, Coach Keaton I want to thank you so much again for coming on the show every single week taking time out of your schedule out of your practice schedule out of um Your personal schedule to take time and come on the podcast every single week. I'm definitely very appreciative of it, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Thanks, buddy. Thank you to head coach Kevin Keaton. You can catch Chillicothe at Bitten this Friday night on UClick TV, and you can catch it on KCHI Radio. You can go to KCHI's website to access that if you don't have a radio dial there. So. Another matchup involving ABC teams is a non-conference game. It's going to be Cameron at Marshall. Cameron looking to win their third straight ball game of the season to finish out the season strong and non-conference play. We had an opportunity to talk with head coach Jeff Wallace about all that and so much more. Here's our interview with Jeff Wallace of the Cameron Dragons right now. It's the last week of the regular season. It's week nine. It's the week nine pregame show here on the Clip Notes podcast. we got Cameron Dragon head coach Jeff Wallace with us. How are you doing, coach?
6: Hey, I'm doing good.
0: Coach, I had a chance to attend your game on Friday. 42 to nothing win over Benton. Um, it was a little bit of a slow start in the first quarter, but you guys really got it going after that. Just watch us through the game.
6: Well, I, we probably came out a little less focused than what we would want to be. Uh, you kind of feel that in pregame a little bit. Uh, so we were a little bit sluggish to start the game. Defensively, I thought we played really well for four quarters, to be honest with you. We just, we, our sluggishness was really on offense, but once we got it rolling and got into, got into a groove a little bit, I felt like we were pretty balanced running throwing. I think we threw for – Ty Campbell threw for 242, and he ran for almost another 100. Ty Spear had several catches. Uh, his brother, Bryson, had several catches. Uh, our outside receivers had two or three balls. I mean, we spread it around, had five or six kids catch balls. Dom Hurst had a great night running and catching the ball out of the backfield. And then, you know, we had the goose egg on defense. It doesn't get any better than that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, expand. We're talking about that defense here real quick. Definitely. Um, it was a 42-0 game on the scoreboard, but you guys allowed 67 total yards in the game here. Wow, that was a great night for your defense. Talk about your defense real quick.
6: Well, defensively, you know, it's we've got guys that, that run the football so well. I mean, we've preached this since day one. They've really bought into that. We say four to six A to B. We're going to play as hard as we can for four to six seconds from point A to point B doesn't matter what blitz is called what front we're in what covers behind it doesn't matter that's what we're going to do and they really really live by that what we were happy with is we thought we tackled well the last couple of games we've, we've tackled well you know a, lot, a week ago Lafayette had those little jitterbug guys that can just run and they got hips and we knew if we didn't squeeze those thighs that they were going to be all over our field and I thought we tackled very well that night and and we continued that the other night. So I'm, I'm extremely happy with our defense. Coach White, Coach are our two co-defense coordinators, and they do a tremendous job putting a scheme together each week.
0: Well, Coach, you guys uh, finished up conference play last Friday night with a 3-3 record of the NEC. Now you guys moved to a non-conference game this week at the end of the season against Marshall. Um, talk about the scouting report as far as them, and um, what can we expect from the game on Friday?
6: Marshall is a very good football team. They played a tough, tough schedule, both non-conference and conference. Uh, Boy, they've got a little bit of side inside. They got a nice quarterback, really good skill kids, both on the back end defensively as well as uh, outside on offense. They're a lot like us offensively. They're going to spread you and try to make make some decisions on how you're going to play their people. And then they try to attack you where you're not, so to speak. Uh, but they're but they're physical I mean it just seems like everybody this year is physical I think what we've all been through with not being able to do things there through the summer and spring and that type of stuff has kind of brought the physicality out in a lot of people uh, you know so we're gonna have to and we get a couple of guys a little dinged up for the band game too so we're gonna have to heal up pretty quick as these guys are a very good football team
0: oh absolutely uh coach up uh, guys are looking for your third straight win um had to get to um, had to get the district player coach I want to thank you guys um so much for uh, coming on the show always every single week, taking a few minutes of your time every single week and uh, good luck to your you and your boys at Marshall.
6: You bet you, Cliff. I appreciate it, man. I enjoy talking to you each week. We'll talk again next week. here's taking you to head Coach Jeff
0: Law for joining the show again. thank you so much, coach. Um. Other matchups in the city include Central and Park Hill South. Indians try to get a try to get a win in the wind column heading into district play. We talked to head coach Reggie Trotter earlier this week about last week's game against Staley and what the scouting report is on the Panthers heading into this huge Friday game. Here's our interview with Reggie Trotter right now. And we're here on the Clifton's Podcast Week Nine Pregame Show. We got Central Indian coach Reggie Trotter with us. How you doing, Coach?
5: I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me on tonight.
0: Always a pleasure to have you on, coach. Always a pleasure. Um coach, um, last week, um, tough end on the scoreboard through your kids. Um, I guess a pretty I guess a pretty good Stanley team, forty eight to nothing. Just um walk us through the walk us through the game.
5: Well, you know, we we really fought hard in that first quarter. Uh we moved the ball pretty well. Um, you know, the uh had a couple of turn or not turnovers, but had a couple of uh penalties that knock us out of the red zone. Uh, and that's kind of been our bugaboo a little bit offensively, and then uh, defensively, I thought we tackled really well in that first quarter, and I uh, actually took the ball away one time in the first quarter, and it was a 7-0 ball game after one, you know, and then they had scored on a uh, double move, you know, and that's that's a tough deal, you know, but uh, we fought, you know, toe to toe with them for a good quarter, and then, you know, the their talent is obviously much much greater than ours right now. And, and they really took off on us in the second quarter. And that really was the the, the start of the end for us, uh, I guess, a good Staley football team.
0: Well, coach, you get an opportunity on um, this season, like I said, you know, week by week, get an opportunity to move on uh, this week. It's a very, very tough Park Hill staff football team. One of the top teams, I believe they may be actually the top team in the conference standings right now, when you're talking about the suburban red, but um, coach, you um, just talk about the scouting report as far as the Panthers and what you've seen, and um what can we expect on Friday?
5: Well, they're a very scrappy team. you know they graduated a lot of kids last year, so I don't know that expectations were as high um for them i mean obviously uh for them they they believed in themselves and believed what they had coming back uh but I don't know that looking at our conference uh that anybody would have picked them to to go out and lead our conference. Uh, you know, to be conference champions. But, uh, but watching them play every week and uh, they they fight, you know, they, they're a really hard-nosed, scrappy team. The things that they do, they do really well uh, as far as with their throw-catch game and uh, defensively they fly around and do some good things with the B-line with a different twist and really cause problems. So uh, they've been a fun team to watch, and I'm really excited about the opportunity to get to play on Friday night.
0: absolutely, definitely, for sure. Um, Coach Trotter, I want to um, thank you so much again, you know, for taking time every single week out of your schedule uh, with practice and personal life and everything like that, taking time out of your schedule to come on my podcast every single week. I truly do appreciate that. And um, I want to thank you again. And um, good luck to you and your kids on Friday.
5: I appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you very much for having me on. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. And you've done a great job this year, man. Thank you.
0: And here's to thank you to Head Coach Jeff Lawson of the Cameron Dragons for coming on the show. Now, we got a little bit of unfortunate news that we're going to share here at the tail end of this podcast. Originally on the schedule, it was supposed to be Windsor at St. Joe Christian. So, the Lions, this was originally supposed to be one of the last 11-man football games for St. Joe Christian. But unfortunately, the um, some of the players had to go into quarantine. So, this, the rest of the season will be canceled. This week's game against Windsor and next week's district game is canceled, so that effectively eliminates them from the playoffs and will end their regular season with an 0-5 record. So, unfortunate news for Sergio Christian on that front. Also, Bishop LeBlanc, they were originally supposed to host Northwest Hughesville this week, but Hughesville had to go into quarantine this week, so LeBlanc is actively looking for a game. As of this recording right now, they have not found a game there. If they do find a game on Friday, we will make sure to update it on the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter page. But there is some positive news for the Bishop of Law Golden Eagles. They did earn our team of the week with their performance last week against Schuyler County and by extending their winning streak to three games. We did have an opportunity to speak with Coach Chuck Davis earlier on in the week. We had to cut down some of this interview, unfortunately, because we did talk a little bit about Hughesville. But we do have a soundbite right now. Here's Coach Chuck Davis' um, reaction on winning team of the week and last week's performance against Schuyler County.
7: Well, it's definitely an honor because of the amount of time and effort you put in every week to really not only compile scores and talk to coaches, but like actually find details out about games and stats and who's done what. I mean, you really, really do your homework, so I appreciate it. It definitely is an honor. Um, Yep. And Schuyler County was, I mean, that was a tough game. It's another game that... Uh, I think the score doesn't really dictate how close it was. Uh, They have a couple of real big, solid, strong kids in their backfield. And, you know, their game plan is kind of to create chaos with their line and run hard with those big fellas in the backfield. And uh, our defense really showed up to play. So, you know, hats off to those kids. They played tough. It was a hard-hitting physical game that,
0: Fortunately for us, we came out on top. A huge congratulations to Chuck Davis of the Bishop LeBron Golden Eagles hold, getting our Week 8 Team of the Week here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Now, every single first segment, we like to end with um, our weekly conversation with KQT's Chris Roush. We broke down last week's action. We broke down a couple games of the NBC. We broke down mid-buck's game against West Platte, and we talked a little eight-man football. Here's our interview with Chris Roush, and that starts right now. And we're here on the Clifton's podcast week nine pregame show. We got 2's Chris Roush back with us. Chris, how you doing? Not much. How are you doing, my man? I'm uh, doing all right. Doing all right. Last week of the regular season, we're heading towards, we're heading towards district play, my man. So um, uh, one thing I always like to start with, uh, week eight was last, last week. Um, anything that really stuck out to you last week?
8: Yeah, you, know, you, you look back at Week Eight. I, I thought Lafayette St. Pius ended up being a really good game. Lafayette Pius was undefeated going into that game. Lafayette gave him a pretty good battle down there in Kansas City. Uh, Pius came out with a victory, but I Lafayette looked pretty good last week. I mean, they they went up against a very good quarterback wide receiver duo from from the Warriors, and then you had Maryville Savannah, a good rivalry game. Uh, Maryville just kind of you know the defense did this, did its thing, and offense the first couple possessions were able to get scores on the board and kind of give them an advantage early in that ball game. Um, trying, to, trying to think back to, uh, you also had number 10, Worth County at the time against number one, North Andrew. That game, Worth County, I was there for the first quarter, and Worth County controlled that tempo, of that game. Uh, they, they weren't really letting North Andrew get anything going, but the Cardinals came back, and after Worth County scored first, they only scored six more points the rest of the three quarters. So North Andrew did a tremendous job of shutting down the Tigers after that first quarter, but you know, that was another good one from the, the Grand River Conference of eight-man football. Um, and then, of course, you know, mid-Buchanan, they had a uh, late scratch. and Plattsburgh unable to play last week. So the Dragons, a Friday afternoon, end up getting Atchison County out of Kansas to come in and play. The Dragons rolled to a, another victory, and now they're 8-0 on the season and looking to finish it out here on Friday night.
0: Absolutely. They got a great opportunity. We'll talk about them here in just a minute up. First couple of games that I want to focus on is definitely um, some games in the city in the uh, Midland Empire Conference, you know, with um, St. Pius, you know, with St. Pius and Maryville and Savannah and everything. Uh, Maryville and Lafayette is on the schedule this week. Um, Maryville with a win and a, um, a St. Pius loss to Savannah could end up making that, could potentially end up making that three-way tie in the Midland Empire Conference. So um, what do you think about this game with um, the Irish and the screw Fans?
8: I think it's going to be a a really good test for Lafayette. I I think Maryville's played really good football here the last several weeks. I mean, early on in the season, they had a couple losses there. But really, you know, they had some tough opponents there. And they lost their starting quarterback early in the year, actually week one. So Maryville had to adjust. But they're they're getting in their, their rhythm. Lafayette, I mean, they ran into some quarantine issues as well. But now they're, you know, it's coming off a loss. But I, I think you, they learned a lot about themselves, maybe from that Lafayette that Pius game. So I, I think that's going to be a tremendous matchup. Uh, Maryville able to run the football with Connor Weiss. He's an effective, really good running back back there from Spoofhounds. Their defense is so good at flowing to the football. And, and Lafayette, they've got so much speed. I mean, they're quick. They're fast. They can, they can make a lot of big plays happen in a hurry. Uh, defensively, Xavier Nichols. I mean, a really standout player back there for them. Uh, just, just so many guys for Lafayette can make a play. So this one could be explosive. Also, hard hitting and physical game
0: on Friday. Absolutely. You know, uh, definitely. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, also Savannah and St. Pius is on the schedule this week too. You know, a savage win, a savage win, and a spoof out win could make a three-way tie at the Middle Empire Conference. Now, um. Chris here's another game that I'm really interested in Chillicothe and Benton these are two teams that have one win all the year um I talked to coach Keaton on the um, pregame show and um we talked about you know a win by his boys could get them a home game in week 10 potentially that's one of his biggest goals of his team is they want to host week 10 every single year so um what do you think about that game?
8: I mean, like you said, you look at some of these games, there's a lot of district implications on them, and that one's a big one right there, potentially for Benton, They're able to get a win over Chillicothe, you know, and that sets them up well potentially to have that, you know, that Week 10 home game there in the district playoffs. And just being able to play for that and kind of figuring out where you go from there is also big because you get a win in Week 9, and if you've been struggling at some points in the season, but you can get a win in Week 9, that gives you momentum going into – Um, the the postseason. So I think that's also tremendous for them. They're able to kind of, you know, evaluate, say, hey, now week 10, it's win in advance, lose, and go home. And none of these teams want to, you know, have their season ended early. But, you know, Benton get a win over a Chillicothe team, that gives them that tiebreaker over them. And, I've been searching the last couple days for, like, the point totals and everything, for the district's, you know, standings and everything. And, And you look at it right now, you know, Benton, they have 21 points right now in, in their district. Richmond leading the way. Maryville's two. Cameron, three. Chillicothe, four. Central Kansas City, five. Benton, six. Northeast KC, seven. So, Benton, they get a win. You look at the point totals, they jump Chillicothe. Um, the Central KC part of everything, they have a win over them, too. Now, I believe, if I'm correct, that makes them jump them. Uh-huh. Once we get we once we get to the regular season, I mean the postseason. So yeah, this is tremendous for Benton.
0: Absolutely. Head to head is a lot. You know, definitely, like I said, you know, Benton, a Benton win could, could get them a home game in week 10. Absolutely. How big would that be for the Cardinals? And um definitely a um, last individual game I want to talk about is um, West Westplant mid buck. We all know what Mid Bucks been doing. We both have seen them this year really just how dominant they've been, you know. Like you mentioned earlier, they went out, and they found a game hours before kickoff and still rolled. So uh, we got West Platt coming in, an opportunity to clinch an undefeated season and to clinch an outright conference championship, which has never been done at mid Canada already. Talk about uh, West Platt, break down this game and break down West Platt's chances and maybe maybe pulling off an upset?
8: I, I think when you look at this game, um, West Platt, very much improved team this year. And I, I think they made a lot of strides. I mean, you look at... It's been a struggle the last couple of years for West Platt. But you, you look at, you know, what they're going up against a mid-Buchanan team. that It's firing on all cylinders. I mean, they don't give up points. I mean, each Buchanan was the most points to give in the ball. You're at 21. That was two weeks ago. But it's 6, eight, 7, six, seven, six, 21, 7. They're not giving up points to teams. So it's really hard for any type of, you know, offenses to get anything going. So in that sense, it, it's hard to see West Platt getting a lot going, but never say never in these type of games. But you, you look at the common opponents and you look at the KCI. I mean, maybe you can obviously, 5-0 oh so far. West Platt's 2-3 and three in the common opponents that they played in the KCI. You know, Hamilton – Beat, you know, Hamilton beat West Platte 4 nine fourteen 14 Buck beat Hamilton. I'm not saying that means anything in the grand scheme of things, but it's just kind of how you look at what the KCI is this year and just kind of seeing where West Platte lines up. I, I think they've made, made tremendous strides this year. They've also got a win over Plattsburgh. So right now, West Platt's 3-3 three and three in the conference. And, and, you know, they've had a tough one at Lawson, tough one against East Buck, and tough one last week against Hamilton. It's going to be all about how the Blue Jays, respond to that loss against Hamilton here in week number nine against maybe Buchanan.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Chris, uh, let's talk about a couple of uh, eight man games. We talked about it before. A um, couple of opportunities really to clinch up uh, clinch conference championships, or maybe even a share of the conference championships and district positioning. Um, North Andrew clinched the GRC 11 uh, eight man division last week. And um, South on the hold you know, they have a lot on the line too. They could possibly clinch this week. And, um, I think Southwest Livingston's in that mix, too. So definitely to talk about some of those scenarios.
8: Yeah, you look at those, you know, teams like South Holt and Ottawa. They didn't have a game last week because of COVID-19-related issues, not for them, but the team they were going to play. So they were ready to play, didn't end up happening. That's been the case for a lot of teams this year. But but you look at what South Holt and Ottawa has been able to do. Tremendous season for Coach Peterson, his staff, and what they're able to do because – for the last couple of years, it's been Mound City's conference. And actually for a long time, it's been Mound City's conference in that 275. But you have teams like Southwest Livingston. You have teams like South Holt, Mottoway Holt, East, Atchison, Rockport. All these teams, you know, battling and fighting to, you know, knock Mound City off. And a couple of teams have been able to do it that this year. And just from that standpoint of what they've been able to do as a team, South Holt, Mottoway Holt, one of those teams beating Mount City 69-24 two weeks ago. The game against Rockport didn't happen last week, but you look what – you know, the only loss Southwood had was Southwest Livingston back in week two, 76-38. Coach Peterson t- told me a couple weeks ago after – you know, that that loss kind of righted things, he, he thinks. He got them back on track, and you look at it, six points against Platte Valley, out against the Cavs, six points against Stewartsville Osborne, 24 points allowed against Mountain City. They haven't allowed anybody to score that much since they lost to – southwest back in week two tremendous year and if they can get the win against northwest not only tremendous accomplishment because these kids they told me drew quinn and a couple other ones told me they want to hang a banner they haven't been able to do it they want to do
0: it well chris i actually have a, one more thing that i actually want to talk about um no yeah, go ahead i feel so bad i feel so bad for these guys um cedro christian um i know you covered it on the KT 2 sports podcast and on on kq2 and i covered it on the podcast last week talking about st joe christian's move to eight man football but unfortunately they're in quarantine right now and um this is a this is a terrible time to big games especially in the playoffs towards the playoffs so their season is effectively done now um talk about talk about how how bad this must feel for them you
8: know it's it's really you know Tough for them because they went into this 11-man program two years ago, and there was a lot of excitement. They they had the co-op with Northland Christian. Everything was ready to go. You you felt like that. You know, they thought it was going to work out good. And from all accounts, there there was reason to believe there was interest from not just Saint Joe Christian, but Northland Northland Christian. But last year, the first year, there were some growing pains, and that was going to be expected during the week. The first year of 8-man football. This year, I think the numbers started dwindling more and more. And they had injury issues. They actually their first cancellations of the year, I believe, they were injury related. They weren't COVID quarantining issues. They were injury related. That's why they didn't play earlier in the year. This time though, it just, you know, tough tough time to get COVID nineteen quarantining right before week nine. That makes you basically have to forfeit your first playoff game. But I think there's a bright note here for the underclassmen. You're going back to eight man football where you were successful for Basically two decades. I mean, you came in, you were a powerhouse in eight-man football. There's a lot of tradition there at St. Joe Christian, a lot of proud tradition. And just because eleven-man football didn't work out, doesn't mean there's any you know thing to hang your hat on. I mean, nothing to you know just be down about because you you still have that proud tradition of football at St. Joe Christian. You, you were one of the top teams in eight-man football for so long. So next year it's a fresh start. You restart an eight-man football. You get rivalries back going with with the likes of a uh, Mountain City or North Andrew or Stanbury or Worth County, just so many teams. You can get those rivalries renewed. And maybe I, I've heard nothing on this, you know, end, but maybe a Bishop Blonde rivalry. You have both those schools, eight-man football now. That'd be kind of cool and interesting to see those two schools playing because we've never had it to where they played the same level of football. The blonde was 11-man. They came to eight-man. S.J. So Christian and 11 Man. So now you have them both an A-man potentially next year. That could be fun if, if schedules work out and if that's a possibility
0: ever. Absolutely. I think that would be I think that would be extremely fun. So um Bishop St. Joe Christian, that might be a game maybe worth having maybe worth signing for several years down the line. So um Chris, um, before we get you out of here, um anything you want to plug before we get you out?
8: Well, football night, 1035, we'll have highlights, scores, interviews from uh, games across the area. Week number nine, we're finishing up the regular season. A lot of conference titles in the line. Should be a fun, exciting night of football tonight. That begins 1035 on KQ2. We'll have everything on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything else after our website, KQ2.com. Uh, lot, lots of good stuff every Friday night.
0: Absolutely. Definitely check them out. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, Chris, is, uh, Chris puts up the um, – Episode on YouTube on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, somewhere around there. So if you miss football tonight, you can always check it out on YouTube. So, uh, Chris Rash, it's week nine of the regular season. Last week of the season. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I know that we're we're both going to have big plans as far as districts are coming along, and um, I look forward to having you on, having you on in districts time.
8: Yeah, for sure, it'll be a lot of fun, and should be a fun few weeks of football.
0: That was KK2's Chris Roush. We want to thank him again for joining the show every single week. Now we'll end our first segment. On the next segment, we're going to be talking about KCI and GRC 11-man football. We have interviews for the first time with Hamilton coach Caleb Obert and Gallatin head coach Patrick Treese. Those are going to be some big games involving those coaches there. We'll run down standings, scores, schedules, all that good stuff there. So, Keep a look out of our segment two of our Cliff Notes podcast week nine pregame show. Until then, peace out, everybody.